0: Okay, folks, <laughs> welcome to another podcast. This is episode number 107 of the Off Center Archers. This is Anthony.
1: And the star of the show, Stephanie. Oh,
0: God, the fucking arrogance. <laughs> anyway, we are actually not by ourselves today. We have a guest. And no, it's not Dougie. What a shock. Um,
1: <laughs> and it's not, I see dead people.
0: Uh, what?
1: I don't see dead people either. We're not schizophrenic.
0: No, 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 oh, no, no. It's not the voices in my head, no. <laughs> so. We have a guest who is also a archery coach. He is also a fellow podcaster. His name is Angel, and he is the host of the High Power Archery Podcast, which is fantastic, and I have recommended it before. If you have not heard me say it, go listen to it, okay? All right, so Angel, let everybody know what you do. Yeah. And give you, give mm-hmm. everybody a rundown.
2: Well, um, in my archery life, I'm a USA archery certified coach. I also teach the hunter safety courses for New York. Let's not get into that. Um, And do a few other things. Plus, I I spend my time working with kids and new shooters and new hunters, that sort of thing. That's how I pass my time, and that's what keeps me sane. My regular job, I work for a defense contractor. And let's just say, yeah, I get to be monotonous, and this is my only release from it. But I take up about a good 15 hours of my day doing the archery stuff. So I never have a moment myself.
0: Hey, there you go. Well, look at the positive side. You did say s- that you work with kids, which is a very, very awesome thing to do. You're bringing the kids into the sport.
1: And we'll ignore fantastic. the negative of New York, <coughs> but, you know. <laughs> we are former New Yorkers,
0: especially me. I grew up in the Bronx. Um, You're
1: from the ghetto.
0: Kind of, I guess. <laughs> kind of, yes. But whatever. Okay, so... All right, so you're also a PSE dealer, and I shoot PSE, yes, and I Stephanie also Ooh. originally started shooting PSE and then got absorbed into Team, Matthews. The Team Yellow cult.
1: Get out of here, Yellow cult. Uh-huh.
0: It is. It is. <laughs> the grips, the bows are nice, their grips are still garbage. No, the anyway. grips
1: for my size hands are perfect. Yeah, because you've got so, these little itty-bitty tiny mm-hmm. things. So if you're of woman origin... And you have normal size hands, then Matthews is a perfect combination. Nice grip, nice Well, spray. they used to
2: say that about PSD grips, that they were too thick. And I'm like, ah. Uh, <laughs> she said. They're, they're meant for normal hands on there, but I can see yeah, where lady yeah. might have a problem. With them. That's
0: mm-hmm. what everyone says. Like with you they're like, oh, I don't know how you like shooting your inertia or your Perform X, the grips are too wide. I'm like, have you seen the size of my hand? No,
1: you know what really struck me from PSC, mm. especially after comparing it to shooting a Matthews, is that the the vibration that would come off of that grip was really harsh. It, it was w- yeah, really like, getting hard bow? to shoot. All of them. What all of them? Except the Stinger, but that was like the very first one. The Stinger, I, I can see the That's vibration. F- not all of them, though. Matthews overall has a very... Uh, it doesn't have that harshness to the Well, you're grip.
0: also shooting off a rubber grip.
1: Matthew's overall hands-down grip is so much better than PSA. trash. Whatever. No, you're trash.
0: Well, <laughs> what I
2: found with the Matthews is they're mostly heavier than our bows. So that yes. heaviness kind of takes the vibration out of it. But um, I don't like slinging a rock. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Exactly. So I just like, you know, I, I like the the medium, medium weight bows and stuff like that, but... Uh, no, I, I know the difference between vibration and doing. usually has to do with the weight. So you do see some people with the PSE bows just strapping on weights to them like it's going out of style just to calm them down and settle them down so there's not so much
0: uh,
3: momentum on them.
1: Well, like what about um, Mike uh, Schle- Schles- Schles- Schlesinger? Schlesinger? Yes.
0: <laughs> he got married. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> Doesn't? Isn't he the one that puts like all that oh, weight no, on the it, front? It's the
0: whole Dutch team that All of them, not Dutch, Denmark.
1: <laughs> you're wow! You're really it's all in that region. It's the same
0: thing. It's Denmark, Dutch, whatever. It's all
1: those finger countries. No, but he's him. not a big
0: guy. No.
3: no, yeah, he's
0: not a big guy at all. And he puts tons of weight in the front, another
2: ass load of weight on the back, mm-hmm. and he holds that thing up, and that makes him steady as, as he does it, and that's great. But Stefan Hansen, who's like the other like clone of him, who does the same thing, and he shoots for us, does exactly the same. Lots of weight, lots of weight in the front, lots of weight in the back. And they're not big guys; they're small. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, uh, yeah, that's great. I can't do that sort of thing. I like to keep a, uh, you know, my elbow from falling off my body. So <laughs>
3: yeah, I, yeah,
2: I don't. I'm not into the big heavyweight stuff.
0: Well, people ask me that about with the Perform X. I mean, they're like, oh, aren't you going to put any more weight on it? I'm like, nope. I'm like, I got three, <laughs> three or four ounces out front, and I think right now I have eleven on the rear bar. On no, yeah, eleven on the 15 inch rear bar. It's like, oh, it needs more yeah. weight. I'm like. I broke three arrows today. I don't need anything else. It's Doesn't
1: fine. it get to a point though that if you add in the front, you're like, oh shit, I need to add more in the back. So you add to the back, and you're like, oh, I need to go back to the front. And you go front, back, front, back, front, back. Doesn't it get to a point where it kind of cancels each other out, and you can? It
2: does. It can become a never-ending seesaw on there. Yeah. And then before you know it, you got so much weight; it's pointless. But if you, the way that I was brought up doing this was, if you put so much weight on there and you start to see it move on you, the only reason that there's always movement back and forth, no matter what. It's just if the eye picks it up or not. And when you add a ton of weight and you start to see it slower, all you're doing is making it slower because now your hand is, is actually retarded by that. And now you can actually see the movement slower, but the fast movement, what's happening, if it's so fast, and you don't actually see it moving around. Do you really have a problem with it? <laughs> I tell people, no. So you just put a couple of ounces in the front and see if it feels balanced. It's supposed to be for balance, not to stop it from moving. And, a lot of my shooters at first didn't understand it. Someone came to me with, you know, twenty-seven ounces of weight in the front. I'm like, okay, can we just try something? And I don't <laughs> let them see what I'm doing. And I'll take a stabilizer weight. I'll put like six ounces up front. And i was like, okay, try it now. And they're like, well, it's not moving as much. I'm like, okay, you want to look in front of your stabilizer? When they look down, they're like, are you kidding me? I'm like, no, I'm not. And the the fascination with heavy weight and stuff like that is. Uh, big thing is if it works for everybody everybody would be doing it and everyone tries to copy off somebody they see doing it on youtube like oh he's doing it. he's winning with it like yeah you ever see real wild shoot mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he can do it i've seen so many people try to copy that and it just comes out so bad i like, feel like yeah, it's no, he's not like
3: that.
1: yeah i feel like it's more like a <laughs> mental thing where they think well okay if i it, do this it, then it's gonna fix the problem but they could have another underlying yeah. problem that they're not fixing and mm-hmm. they're just trying to put a band-aid
0: on it. Oh yeah, yeah.
2: Nine n- out of ten times when I see something like that, and someone's got bounciness or something weird with that, it actually has to do with the position on on the bow where the where the D loop is. And like you know, if your D loop was a quarter inch or an eighth of an inch higher, then your pull would be even on the bow, or you have it too high. We got to move it down. And the one who usually finds that, like my girls, will see that when they're when they're looking at somebody's bow and they see them shaking and. One of my girls walked up, walked up to a guy and said, you know, your D-loop's got to come down about an inch. I don't know who put it up that high. Well, <laughs> oh, the shop's up that way. And she actually moved it down for him, actually reset his rest and everything. He's like, the bowl holds so solid now. She's like, yeah, um, your shop sucks.
1: Bye bye. I love
0: it. See, that's what I. The one thing. All right. So now, since you pointed that out. <laughs>
1: you fucking dummy. I, I'm gonna,
0: we got to talk about a topic because I know Angel gets riled up about this. Oh, I Jesus. We're doing this this early, huh? Yes, okay. we might as well. Because right, he has gotten emails about this, and I have gotten emails about this bullshit.
1: Mm-hmm. He
0: is teaching. A, a lot of his students are females, right. just like you, obviously. Oh,
1: I'm a female?
0: Oh, yes. Absolutely. Trust me, you are a female. Honey.
1: There's two genders. Change my right. mind. <laughs> so,
3: Sorry.
0: Right? And he has received emails about bringing females into the sport, just like I originally got shit for bringing you into shooting a bow when we first started the podcast.
3: Right.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So what do you got to say for those people, Angel? Because I know my words are usually quite flagrant.
1: Minor sign language. Well,
0: yeah, well, without going into the four-letter word category, I,
1: could.
2: I, I will just tell you that there are a couple of people that emailed me, and these are guys who run shops, and they happen to be down south. And they, one of them was dumb enough to use his name. And I'm like, you know, I know exactly where you are in Florida. And I emailed him back, and I said, listen to me, you dumb son of a bitch. If I ever hear this bullshit again, I'm personally going to take a trip down there, COVID and no COVID, and beat your ass simply. And if you think I'm not, maybe you should just check into me because I've had some incidents before. And then the guy's like, look, I didn't mean anything by it when he realized that like, I was serious with him. But I don't go for anything. These guys are like – the ugly part of people comes out, and they show it, and they think they're like, Well, well. Who cares? I'm like, yeah, I care. And I'm not going to let anyone do that to any of my girls or any woman who wants to be in this sport. It really annoys the hell out of me. And they're like that all over the place. And these people show their faces when it comes down to it and they think it's okay. I'm like, I don't know where you were brought up or what the deal is. But if you just don't want a girl working as a tech in a shop, that's your business. But at the same time, it's screwed up. And I don't like that nonsense. And without going too crazy, I will just say, I will always teach. Any student, and I, I know it's a stereotype. I will tell you, I don't give a damn if you're black, white, purple. It doesn't make a difference, although purple is my, my team color, so maybe I give a little bit of a preference.
0: <laughs> oh, but man, still, Dougie's going to love you. Oh, yeah. oh boy. <laughs> Jesus.
2: Um, so it, I don't care what color you are. I don't care which way you go, okay? Just don't look at my cats the wrong way or something like that, and I'm all good with it. But to say that someone can't do it based on what gender they are, for real? I could care less, but these guys are old school and this is how they've been doing it forever. And I know people in modern days, like no one does that anymore. like, yeah, okay, grow up. People are still like this. Oh yeah. It's even worse. It's even worse when I take the girls out hunting and we run into a couple of these, you know, wise guys, as I call them. I'm like, yeah. Um, And they're going to shoot a bigger buck than you and they're going to embarrass you. And that's why you don't like it. And then they shut up the first time they start seeing some of the pictures. Because I don't post a lot of the pictures of, of the younger kids that I take out hunting. Only because I don't know if I can even do that. I just have them all. Um, but when I have an 11-year-old that I take out hunting in Jersey. And she shoots a 9-point a buck that scores 166, which is huge. Nice. Um, And she shot that thing at 74 yards.
1: Good for her. So Jesus.
3: Nice. She flunked
2: it at 74 And then I asked her, I said, so you saw that thing coming and you shot it? She goes, well, to be honest with you, I didn't like the way its rack looked, and I didn't want that thing walking around anymore. I'm like, really? Really? (laughs) (laughs) This is the thing that that girls bring into it that I just love the whole fact of how it works. And people are like, okay, fine, until they meet one of my girls that's fully trained to do all this stuff. And they're like, well, that's interesting. And not for nothing, they, I, the only thing I try to instill in them is I don't care how big an asshole someone is, just ignore it, let it go. But every now and then they wind up helping somebody who prior to them helping them would never have thought that A, a girl was capable of doing it and B, that they gave a damn enough to help somebody other than one of their own friends. And it, it just kills me every time because it's funny to see but it's actually nice to see. But yeah, the people like that who make – I mean, I was getting email after email like, what are you doing? When I announced that Leanne was going to be my apprentice, learning everything, including learning how to coach and do every type every of repair, yeah, people just blew up even like that. And I'm like, well, guess what? Not a damn thing you can do about it, but if you got something to say, come see me. I have yet to have one come see me.
0: So, and we'll yeah, they will.
1: No, I mean, they won't.
0: You, you, it's all a bunch of people playing keyboard warrior because they're at home and they can hide behind their
2: screen.
1: Oh, yeah. That's a new age. It's Everything's precisely
3: in. the reason
2: why I don't go on some of the forums anymore. You know, for a long time, I couldn't figure out why people threw it away from archery talk. and Now I know why. I'm banned
0: from archery talk. <laughs> I'm actually, I'm absolutely banned from archery talk, which I found absolutely hysterical. And. I've mentioned on the podcast, and it, it's, a, it's a really like stupid quick story, because like when we lived in New York, when we lived up in Middletown, there was a Gander Outdoors, and they had an okay. indoor archery range. It was a 30-yard indoor range, which was yeah. nice. Well, I, as things started to go down when Gander was going to close, supplies and stock got very, very low, so there was no more targets for the archery range. So I said, screw it, and I walked my happy ass over to the gun counter, and I bought... Whatever targets they had. It just happened that the only thing that they had was torso targets.
1: Yeah, it was like the last and okay. suck.
0: Yeah, so we said, screw it. Fuck it. It's the only targets we got. We're going to run with these today. We're going to have fun with them. Me and Steph are going to mess around. Who's going for a head shot? Who's going to go for the 10-point ring, center <laughs> chest, whatever? So And I had posted it on Archery Talk. said, hey, this was kind of a fun day. It was different. And I literally posted exactly what went on. The store was out of targets. We already know Gander's closing. Blah 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 blah. I went to the gun counter and so on and so forth. Bought these targets, and this is what we shot today. And we were, you know, like doing time drill exercises. Pull back, try to get the arrow off within five seconds, or you know, stuff like that.
1: Just fun stuff.
0: Yeah, try to get the, the like the fast twitch reaction going. This way, you can get shots off pretty quickly and still function and aim. And yeah. uh, I've got repeated messages how people like me are the bad influence in archery and <laughs> so disgrace. on and oh, <laughs> so forth. And I'm a disgrace and I I shouldn't be involved in the sport. And I never joined archery for the sport. I joined it because I love shooting a bow. And I, that was my yeah. response to them was like, what are you talking about sport? I don't, I, I, I don't shoot competitions and stuff. I've been shooting since I'm 12. I, I shoot because I love to shoot. You know, I haven't done yeah. any sort of competition since high school. Like, ah, oh, you should put your bow down. And I'm like, listen, if you can't remember why you started shooting a bow in the first place, maybe you're the dickhead who should put their bow down. Well, I was like the... instantly fucking banned.
1: Yeah, that's the same the same thing <laughs> as the review we got on Apple. <laughs> fucking Apple cult over there. Yeah. <laughs> 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 that uh, someone left us a review that. We, oh, Stephanie we, curses. We should, yeah, we curse too much <laughs> and we're a disgrace to the whole ar- archery community and that we're an really? embarrassment. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And,
0: and like literally, yeah. he put in his remarks that I shouldn't be giving people advice. I think it was advice. a she. I think it was a she. Whatever. He, it she, came off as it. a she. It was Pat, okay? <laughs> Fucking... It was oh. a <laughs> see you next Tuesday <laughs> comment. Right, yeah. yeah. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I shouldn't give, be giving people advices because. I'm not a pro and I, we constantly state that all the time that we are not pros. This podcast was not made to be a pro style thing. It was for fun. It was another activity for me and Steph and Stephanie was the thing that made the podcast different because if you listen to archery podcast, hunting podcast, there's no females for the most part.
1: And I got a vagina. Yeah.
0: So that was the <laughs> idea of like, it was an extra thing for me and her to do and to bring it on and. You know, that's when the initial hate emails for the the, the female topic came wow. into play. With I'm us.
1: brainwashed.
0: Yes, yes. Stephanie's brainwashed yeah. apparently because I brainwash her somehow. I've I think my...
1: I, I think I brainwash you on a lot of topics. Probably. <laughs> Probably.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm quite easygoing.
1: Run run on my broomstick. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the first
0: time I heard you guys,
2: I'm like, this is great. You got a husband and wife go go about this, and you have a fun, you know a fun time with it. And it was great to listen to. And like that kind of inspired us to like, you know, maybe I can try to do something just so the kids can listen to it. Because honestly, I knew nothing about this whole podcast stuff. And it all started with that recording one, where the the first couple of episodes were just weird, um, with my voice and stuff like that. And then I tried to get into it. And by episode 20, like you said, I figured out what I was going to do with with the platform and the stuff I was going to do. And it worked out perfectly for for me anyway, because now the kids have fun listening to it anyway. Um, but I get a lot more people listening to it. So that, that was cool. But it also had to do with the fact that there were a lot of things that bothered me about the industry and, and actually in general. And if you put it on our tree Talk, it goes in there as a thread that gets closed down a day later and no one ever cares about it after that. But if you discuss it in open, you know, an open public like this, what we're doing exactly on a podcast, well, then people can listen to that and they start talking about it. They start talking about it. Um, One of the first things I ever talked about was, and and it drives me crazy to this day, when you're in the Northeast, to to people over here, for some reason, shooting more than 20 yards is a sin and a crime. And I'm like, really? Really? I can't shoot or hunt at more than 20 yards? Okay. I made the mistake about three years ago of posting a picture of me with a buck that I shot at 93 yards on Long Island. Nice. And the shit storm that that unleashed was like, what the hell? I mean, these guys were going bananas. And it's the same people. I tell them, you know, you only shoot 20 yards? You know, go on one of those $10,000 trips out to, you know, Utah, Oklahoma, or something like that, or Arizona. Go for for elk over there. And tell the guy that you got to get within 20 yards.
3: Laugh. After oh, he finishes
2: laughing hard enough, and he'll be like, Yeah, I hope you know how to shoot seventy. Because when they're shooting in the flats over there, you're shooting seventy. Oh and yeah. that's the thing that it's little things like that that I bring up on the podcast, including Outdoors Alley, but I will not I will not say her by name. <laughs> I think that's giving her too much credit. Um, but I, I I don't wanna say something bad, but so, some of the antics that she pulls off, including Getting a press and not knowing how to use the damn thing. Oh my God, that was a nightmare to watch. Camp. I don't know. <laughs> I was watching that and I'm
1: like,
0: when we were, when I, I was, this, about when she first got the PSC. Bucks on an
2: OMP stand, okay, mm-hmm. for my shop, I was going to spend $300 on that. Then I saw her using it and the idea of buying one to be even narrowly associated with, oh, maybe he saw her use it, so he bought one. I threw that out the window. I'm like, <laughs> no, she's bad advertising. Don't bother. You know I mean? That, I, I don't see what people find fascinating about her. I just find her annoying. No, I, and annoying as it is,
1: I, I think, I think where she got her niche is she probably got her foot in the door around the time that you know females were starting to make their mark on as, as far as social media and videos, and you got Iwo yeah. Shaki coming into the crowd because of her father mostly. And, you know, she kind of got in there when that whole era was coming about. So she was able to grab some of the sponsors, some of the other uh, freebies, some more viewership. And I think she kind of kept that going. So that's why she's where she is now, because then she's got a history. She she goes to ATA. She goes to all these shows. She gets all this free shit. But she's kind of dwindling because she's not the only one out there. And I think we're stepping into a new era as far as... You know, uh, people that are professional and do videos and are getting paid to do videos, and then people like us who are doing just these podcasts because we enjoy doing them just to shoot the shit, Mm -hmm. and actual people who are working class and they go out and they do archery as like a hobby or hunt because they like to or do uh, courses because it's like oh you know i got the weekend free and i think we're switching into that now it's going to be more popular to listen to people on that side and real-time experiences and not just sit there and listen to a teacher say okay you have to do a b and c and this is right and this is wrong and this is but I think she only exists because she got in at that weird time when things were starting to like flip over.
0: I think a lot of it is yeah,
2: only a matter of time before she does something really stupid. And when she does something really stupid, every sponsor she got will drop her. So yeah. I'm
0: like, oh man, it sounds like, like the
2: Bomars.
1: Yeah, ah. I know. It's, a, <laughs> it's pulling a Bomar.
0: <laughs> we both said it. That's great. Like <laughs> sounds like the Bomars. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Well, I mean, you saw that shit that they just pulled. Now they're getting, they're going to federal court. Yeah. Again. Yeah. Because of that shit that they they pulled. Uh, that, wasn't they got a couple count- that wasn't them. That wasn't there. Yeah, but they hunted, Okay, they I'm gonna paid play devil's and advocate. On a ranch. I, I'm gonna play okay? devil's advocate. If you know you've been in the spotlight previously, and you know you're currently in the spotlight, and you know you currently have a company that produces something that people like with their nutrition company and all their products and everything, and they're on social media, and they're always posting their hunts, wouldn't you think to double-check, A, if you're paying someone to hunt, their credentials, their background, what they've been doing, where you're hunting, and if they tell you, yeah, yeah, you're hunting on X land, like either private or public, wouldn't you do your own research to make sure they're not bullshitting you? and recheck your oh, licenses yeah. and recheck the state lines and recheck county and whatever you got to recheck. I mean, if you're in the social media like the way they are and you have companies and you've had a clash with the media, which Canada actually turned around and changed their laws to make it illegal to hunt with a spear because of what he did. Because of what
3: Josh did. Yes, yeah, yeah. they
1: actually turned around, and I think it was like a year later, they made it a law that it is illegal to, sh- to I think it's maybe just bear or all game, to hunt with a spear because of his actions, and you're telling me that they don't double check anything they do?
0: But I that's see that's the part that I find <laughs> horrible. They put a law in place to stop you from hunting with a spear. He lethally hit that bear and killed it.
1: Correct. Yeah. But there's a lot of people out there, which is probably he's like the low ten percent that actually take the discipline and training himself to actually get well, to that point. He was point. a javelin
0: thrower. In college. But you
1: got some of these these uh buttholes that come out am like yo dude i could throw a spear like yeah you can let's go get a fucking license and go hunt some bear and they're like yeah man look i could throw a beer and those retards don't know how to do it and the bear gets one in the side like it's a random spot and it's just putzing around and they're like yeah, or, fuck just, it.
0: or the bear just watches the spear hit the ground before it, and the bear's like oh look lunch
1: lunch buffet but my point is well, is he that kills he's me about that whole thing
0: he, here's what kills
2: me about that So people make a big deal about him killing a bear with a spear. Got it, got a lethal shot on it, it happened. Fine. Great. Maybe someone found that in poor case. That's their opinion. Big deal. He didn't do anything illegal because it was legal at the time. Now, the same people will not complain when they look and they see a video on YouTube or something like that. And I remember there was one, they probably took it off by now, of a guy shooting a deer. With a Barrett 50 cal and literally blowing it to pieces. Shit. But that's cool. find that video.
0: (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) Holy shit.
2: Yeah. So if you don't know what the Barrett looks like, it's a big sniper rifle with a huge.
0: It's a 50 (laughs) cal cal
2: bullet.
0: I think right now. Yeah, huge. One of our local gun shop here actually sells the rounds for it. I think they're about $7.50 to $8 a round.
2: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And the problem is. That they they had a video of a guy deer hunting with one, and it wasn't really hunting because when he shot it, it literally exploded. God. So, yeah, that's cool to them, but seeing him shoot with a spear is not okay. Mm-hmm. It's that's that's really really a double standard. Seriously, it is.
0: Oh yeah, and yeah. in Pennsylvania,
2: at least you were you're allowed to spear a pig. So what's the difference between spearing a pig and spearing spearing a, a bear? He's throwing it at it. And these guys are jumping out of the trees with spears and landing on on the pig like that, taking their own life into their own hands. I'm like, which
0: is dumber?
3: That is very true.
2: I would rather spear one from a distance than jump out of a tree at a pig who can probably turn around and come right back at me. Well,
0: Well, I mean, some of those theories can run into the, like, the, uh, like the people who follow like certain diets, they only eat these animals because these animals well, have no soul. No, like, i think no, some no. people claim that fish, chicken and yeah. fish have no
1: soul. Fish have no it's soul, like, so, so they're okay. If they're too. uglier, then they're, they're fine. But the, the point is, is that the bear, it was always considered like you got yogi bear, fozzy bear, like all these Winnie cuddly, the cuddly bears. You can go up and hug them and, and without getting your face ripped off or whatever. Mm-hmm. But you got a pig and they're ugly and they're ugh, and we eat them for bacon and pork and and whatever else we eat them <laughs> for. So it's OK. It's oh, yeah, yeah it's all right. It's all right. That's what you do. Right. But a bear <gasps> don't touch the bears. We might be able to hug oh, them. Yeah. We can cuddle. That's why yeah. New Jersey made it illegal to hunt bear. Are they
0: still? Uh, are, is it actually still illegal up there, or did they finally pass that law?
2: You can, yeah. You cannot hunt it on pub on on state land. It has to be on private land. Jesus. From the last time I checked, so like they used to have hunts on state land all the time, but now it's unless it's a a scheduled hunt, which they don't exist at this point, it's got to be done on private land. The last I heard which, wow. okay, and that's why your bear population is going to explode. Uh, yeah, cause And I mean, right now we're having a war here in New York City, too, about deer because they want to hunt them here on Staten Island because we're overloaded with
0: them. Yeah, Staten and, Island, I've seen a report recently that the deer population in Staten Island, I guess, in the last, like, 10 years has tripled.
2: Oh, yeah, and it's getting worse every day. And what makes it even worse is I have to drive out to Long Island or I have to drive all the way upstate get a shot at a deer that's maybe going to score a 130 and that'd be be considered uh, a real nice trophy well i look in my backyard any given day or walking down the middle of the the boulevard and i'll see a 170 180 class deer walking by
0: holy crap
2: and that's like every other deer over here these massive bucks that you see walking around and they're just trying they're they're having so many accidents at this point that they're they're trying to the state is trying to organize something so they can have legal hunts over here. And of course, the city's pushing back and rather spend $5 million on neutering the damn things. But uh, that's New York City politics for you.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I grew you up mean Retards all in Power. Retards, and power. Yeah, what, <laughs> oh, like retards yeah, in Power. Yeah, de Blasio.
1: What's <clears> that? I said it's like Retards in Power. De Blasio. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and then people are like, de Blasio is not even his real name. I'm like, yeah, I know. That's <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> not his real name. So that, he's the guy pushing back against it and stuff like that, and the guy who runs the borough here in Staten Island is pushing so hard to get this done, and every time they get close, they just shoot it down. So we don't know what's going to happen now. We may have to wait another couple of years for those guys out of office before
0: they got a shot. If they went but
2: the minute they do it, guess what? I'm going to be in that tree, and I'm taking a couple
3: of <laughs> years
0: over you. here. That's it. Just do your part. That's all you can do.
1: But people don't yeah, realize... Yeah, people don't realize the whole point behind it is that you have to mm-hmm. actually, if if you don't do anything about the population, it's just gonna start increasing, increasing, and become a problem. And it's just people just look at it and like, oh, they're cute. You're killing Bambi. You can't do that.
0: Well, no, yeah, you know, th- th- there's a lot of like bad states of mind that's going on right now. Like, I mean, you have people. Well, with like, everything, though. like, like Staten Island. Like I said, you know, the one report I read showed that the deer population tripled. Oh, it's, it's almost to the point where it's almost quadrupled. From 10 years ago.
1: Mm-hmm. So, so like tripled. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's like tripled, yes.
0: So, but people don't understand the idea of how conservation actually works. You manage the population because if you don't manage the population, predators move in. That's like the dumbasses yeah. out west who are like, let's reintroduce gray wolves into Yellowstone. <laughs> fucking who, morons. They, they're oh, just God. nice yeah. big dogs. Yeah, You're a retard. Yeah. Until they snatch your wolves small dog. Wolves are not dogs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like the whole, I mean, Joe Rogan did a whole skit how a cougar came and ate his dog in his backyard. Yeah. It's like, no, yeah. no, 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 no.
1: Yep. And
2: over here, we're we're backwards. Like I said, they let us hunt a deer. Um, and now, just crossing over the, the bridges from Jersey, we've got coyotes on the island now. Oh, see that's what I mean? See, rising they predators. Start, yeah, they're, they're going to go crazy over here. I think it's a matter of time before a bear decides to stroll across it, across the water and make home over here one of our nice little preserves. And then the first time someone sees one, they're going to think it's a Rottweiler or something. Like, it's not a Rottweiler; it's probably just a bear. And that's what's going to happen over here. We're backwards. We have one area over here on the south shore. It's so overrun by wild turkeys in front of the hospital. You'll have fifty to one hundred turkeys sitting in front of the hospital at any any given time.
1: Oh my gosh! Thanksgiving right there. People, talk about. that.
3: It's, it's a zoo.
2: <laughs> it's an actual zoo. We're going back to nature. I'm like, it's great to look at, but not great when you find out that everyone, you know, got Lyme disease because the, the deer dropped at so many ticks over here. Or yeah. they wrecked their car. They can jack up your insurance. It, it's all horrible. And yeah. the guys that I'm working with the last two days are a documentary crew who are, filming they're, they're making a film about the overpopulation of deer and how people get into hunting them and stuff like that and why it's a good thing and not a bad thing uh, it's it just uh you know they're doing their part to see what they can do and on my last you know next to my last podcast i, I put out something like listen if you guys are hunters and at all possible get involved with a venison donation program go hunt the extra deer i mostly will cost you an arrow you know and you can do that. You can donate, do, donate it. You know, you get better at shooting at the same time. Do some good. A lot exactly. of people haven't even heard of that thing before.
0: A lot of people you know, have no idea those programs exist. Most people don't know. I yeah, did that when no we lived clue. up in Orange County. I, whatever extra deer I would get, it got donated. You know, we knew, if okay, we're going to need three worth of meat for the entire year. I still have two, three yeah. tags left. All right, let's fill them. We They... uh the local processor gave everybody a deal if you donate if you knew you were going to donate the deer and you notified them they would actually completely clean the deer on them and deliver it so yeah i had no problem knowing okay i got you know 3 doe tags i filled the 2 bucks worth whatever and here you go these are all you know we'd show up with the pickup truck uh, and here, these two, these three, all are for donation. Okay, yeah. and they'd bring out a list: who do you want each deer to go to? And they would like, they would have a list of places that they were going to donate the deers to. And yep. it was okay. All right, fine. I like all right. You know, hell, I'm just going to pick the top three. Sign one for each. Cool, fine. Here, have at it. But know?
1: here, but here's the problem, though. People have have gone so far to the other side of things that they they're like no we can everyone can go vegan and we can just live on fucking grass for the rest of our lives and we don't have to kill everything we can live in harmony and blah 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 they don't they don't really see the other side of things especially if they don't live in an area that is getting affected by populations either increasing decreasing changing predators coming in stuff like that so they have no clue all they see is what media posts and what they allow them to see and what they filter and everything else so that's a problem that's why people aren't well, finding Facebook, about these donations post the on
3: Facebook. no, no. Yeah. fact check fact check yeah sorry i was told
1: i'm not allowed to mention politics in this podcast so yes, i'm no, no, no politics, <laughs> refraining no. this is a hard week
3: <laughs>
0: so
1: Fuck you, Biden. Sorry, that's it. That's all I'll say. Fuck you, socialists. Sorry, if you're if you're a socialist, go fuck yourself. Turn us off. I'll give you a second. All right, back on topic. Sorry, I had to get it out. Christ. I love America. All right, let's go.
0: All right. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This, 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 is, this is what I have to live with. Oh, boy.
1: Oh, you love it. Get right, out of you're here. Right,
0: I do. We have two kids together and everything. It's fine. We have a house now. You're
1: bound by kids I'm and law bound? and marriage listen, and house. Listen, listen, you,
3: you
0: can't use words like bound, because that's where I am allowed <laughs> to use the comments. Of like, how about you jump on your broom and fly the fuck off, okay?
1: <laughs> <laughs> so. You know. I'll get my witch friends yeah, to come yeah, down. Yeah.
0: Get your witch friends, get Curse them, you. The, the chicks the, from the craft.
1: It's the age of feminism. Everyone's on my side.
0: <laughs> you, oh, shut, up, shut up. We're not gonna get into that goddamn topic. My God. Wow. <laughs> All right, so actually it, there's another topic that had come up today which I figured I would pick it your brain at. Uh-oh. Because I am kind of torn about it right now because I'm interested in it, but I'm not interested in it because I am a speed bow fanatic. And I'm like, oh, my bow does 312, whatever. So,
1: Oh, but you say, oh, I'm not worried about speed. I'm not worried about speed, but you're all about speed.
0: Yeah, I just admitted it, didn't I? Shut the hell up. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So there's a big craze going on about the whole FOC. Oh, yeah. Now,
1: <laughs> Cultists. Oh
0: yeah yeah yeah. sorry it's, 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 <laughs> uh, it cult. completely like threw me off yes it is like <laughs> a cult of people so what is your opinion on the foc now i know it's huge in the trad world but also those guys also tend to shoot they don't shoot knock center they tend to shoot like five eighths high half inch high because yeah. it helps mm-hmm. um with the string walking thing um
1: oh string walking
0: yeah, string... I, no, no, no. That, that that topic's getting covered with Arthur. No. So
1: I still... String walking <laughs> still evades me.
0: I'll let Arthur explain it. So, what is your opinion on so, the FOC thing? You think it's like a really okay. big thing? Or a, a real necessary thing? Not a big thing. A real necessary here,
2: thing? Here is the deal with that as far as the, the way I've always looked at it. Now, I am very old school. I have been hunting since we had aluminum arrows only. Okay? And... The other day I found one of my old aluminum arrows and I think between the broadhead on it and the arrow itself and the veins and the fletching, the thing topped in at about five hundred and seventy grains. Okay? And that was common back then. Yeah, yeah. And then they came out with carbon and started to narrow them down and make it fast. So the thing that I preach is think of a ping pong ball. If you throw a ping pong ball at something, do you think it's gonna hurt you? Probably not. But if I take a baseball and throw it at you at the same speed, is it gonna hurt? Hell yeah, it's oh, yeah. going to hurt. Uh, when I train kids to shoot, the deal is they're not pulling 70 pounds for the most part. These kids are pulling maybe 40 pounds, and they're going to go after deer. Well, if you put 40 pounds with a light arrow, it's basically most of the time going to get some shitty penetration or bounce off the deer because it doesn't have enough inertia and momentum to get in there.
0: Right, so you can't punch through the ribs.
2: Exactly. Now, I take the same 40-pound bow, and I will build an arrow form with, like, 200 grains up front, and the overall arrow weight is going to be about 450 to 500 grains. It will not be the fastest thing in the world, but I will tell you one thing. It will go through anything it hits. Oh, yeah. So it's not going to be fast, but it's going to work. So I have always erred on the side of i rather have something that's heavier than most that's going to get in there. Now, I've been doing this since before this whole fad came out. Everybody's like, FOC, FOC, heavy arrows. Like, yeah, okay, fine. We've always been building them heavy so that they'll get enough penetration to go through. Because at the end of the day, I don't want to see anything get wounded. Because if they ever find out how many deer are actually wounded that way, running around with arrows sticking out of them, then all the crazies who really hate hunters are going to have that much more excuse to get rid of us.
0: Yeah, and 100%. I don't want to see
2: that sort of so, that's the problem. Now, speed versus versus weight for, say, the average hunter or something like that, still, same problem for me. And it's the same deal as with fixed or mechanical, okay? Mechanicals were invented for people who don't know how to tune for shit. That's my opinion on it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry if I have to be that blunt. No, but that's a, that's a, what I, I
3: fucking hate mechanicals. Now,
2: <laughs> now... Now fixed plates are are there to do a job. The Indians used them for hundreds if not thousands of years. The cavemen were using them. Mm-hmm. Did any caveman come up with a mechanical? No okay but
1: I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna play devil's can. advocate. I'm gonna play devil's advocate with this. We have advanced since the age of the cavemen some, not others, but some have advanced <laughs> since the age of the caveman. But my point with the mechanical, it also increases the safety factor. So if the blades are not actually fully the out,
0: fuck, are you talking about safety factor?
1: <laughs> From the retail, you know how many of those fucking things
0: open as soon as you pull the trigger, and people are like, "Oh fuck, my index finger on my left hand's gone."
1: I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. I don't like them. No, but it does, if if you're, as, as you're actually walking through the woods and you have them in your quiver or you have one actually knocked, it's not, the blades aren't actually all the way out. So it kind of, I don't know. I'm really trying here. I'm, I'm on the fixed blade I, I train. Get you're
2: so. <laughs> I, get you're I get it because there's, there's less possibility you can get hurt on it. Well, they all have sharp points on them. So if you're going to get stabbed, you're going to get stabbed. The, the thing of it not being sticking out, protruding from it when you shoot it, well, my only answer to that is, if you ever look at one of my rigs that, that I shoot, I shoot at least three-quarters of an inch to an inch past my shelf. And the reason why I do that, I like my goddamn fingers. Yeah. I don't want one to fall off the shelf and take them off.
1: <laughs> and I don't
2: care if it's fixed or mechanical. doesn't make a difference. So. If you shoot it long enough and you're not trying to get every bit of speed and you're pulling it all the way back so it's already, you know, on an overdraw or something like that, then you got nothing to worry about with that.
3: What but about... the
2: thing with heavy, yeah, you take a light arrow, combine that with a mechanical, and you have a recipe for it's going to go about three inches in, and hope you're lucky.
3: Right. And
2: that's the thing. It flies like a field point. Great. It flies, it flies like a field point. It does less damage than a field point. At least a field point is solid. This shit falls apart. the I minute mean, it hits. Mm-hmm. And I've seen really good ones. And guys like John Dudley, they preach about the mechanicals and all that. They are the exception. And I try to keep telling people this. They are the exception. Why? Because dudes like him and Tim Gillingham will shoot at an animal and hit precisely the very spot between the ribs that they want to go and have no problem. But then you get Average Joe, who are the guys that I designed my podcast for, who go ahead and put that together, and they shoot at a deer, and they wonder why it either bounces off, goes in an inch, or they never find out what happens to that deer because he's running, runs around with all the shafts sticking out of him. I mean, that's the problem. So going back to your first question about the heavy arrows, yes, I don't believe in speed. I try to keep my speed about 280. That's about it. Between 270, 280, I'm good to go. Anything slower than that, if you have to, and it's a close shot, who cares? If it's a long shot, it's going to really suck. Um, But the return that I get in place of it is I know for a fact, okay, I will say this. People are ridiculing me for it. I'm a lazy hunter. If I can shoot in the shoulder area in that golden triangle and I happen to bust the shoulder, I'm not worried about it. Guess what? Because I know that my arrow is going to go through anything it hits. Or as Joe Pisco would say, it shoots through school. I don't <laughs> fucking care Like they will plunder anything that it hits. I don't have to be picking and choosing my spot where it's going to go because if I miss or hit a rib or something like that, the shit's going to bounce off. I don't believe in that. So, yeah. But at the same time, you go too heavy. Like some, some guys are saying, well, I shoot a 900-grain death dart. Omar says that all the time. Great. You're also pulling 80 pounds, which don't get me started on that one. Dudes, you shoot 80 pounds. It's great. It's fine. Can you pull it back more than 10 times? Probably not. And that's what they do. So I'm like, fine. You shoot 80 pounds. You want to shoot 900 grains? No, no. no, no. I don't really care. It's not for everybody. Mm-hmm. But my whole personal opinion is the heavier the arrow, the better. So at least you get into penetration. It doesn't have to be overly heavy. But if people started shooting arrows that were like 450 to 500 grains, I think you'd see a lot less deer that it get lost. But you shoot a 350-grain arrow at a deer, And you wonder why you don't get any penetration. Well, there you have the problem. That's that ping-pong ball bouncing off it. That's where I come off on this sort of thing. Same thing with the mechanicals and all that. You tell me which one gets more kills, which one gets better advertising. Mechanicals do because they're more for the common person who doesn't know shit about tuning and they can do this. And they don't trust their shops that try to help them out. Don't get me started on shops because I know you guys have a good shop out there, but there's a lot of shops you go to. And you say the word to my broadheads, and they look at you like you got your head on, on upside down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you want to do what? Exactly. You know, don't, we, we don't have time for that.
1: Yeah, don't. <laughs> um, that, don't mechanicals it, have better aerodynamics though when they're actually leaving until they hit?
0: That's if they say close. Of course closed.
2: they do, because they're, 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 they're similar shape to a field point. Right, but so they're, they're going to have the same. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah no, they're, they're supposed to stay close. That's the whole mechanics of it, though. They're supposed to stay close until they make impact on right. whatever they're actually yeah. being shot at. Right. So if they yeah. fail, then they'll you look open at the prior. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: If you if you know, look that's the, broadhead the that I shoot.
0: with them. If they open before they hit the animal... It then it's a failure. It, 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 the, half the time, it won't even make it to the animal. little nose dive because all of a sudden those big blades come out and if it take, catches all the wind, and they yeah. drop to the ground. All right. So. Well,
2: the whole thing that the mechanicals have the bad rap for is that they expend at least half, if not more, of their... At least, if not more than half of their energy, on just trying to penetrate the skin, mm-hmm. and once they penetrate it, then they slow all of a sudden slow down. If you shoot it with a with a fixed blade, then and I only shoot two blades. If you shoot it with a fixed blade, then there's nothing for it to open up and try to try to slow it down on the way in. It just blasts right through, right. unless it's made like crap, and there are crappy fixed blades.
3: Oh, but yeah.
2: that's the way that it works. The thing that people don't like is you have to tune the damn thing. And if you expect us to screw one on and see if it's going to shoot, no, it's not going to work. And that's what mechanicals have their, their value to people. They think that they can, out of the box, screw it on, you're good to go. Well, I got news for you, some mechanicals, depending on how big they are, they, they don't shoot like field points. They actually go somewhere else. And I'm like, you got to practice with everything. And if you don't practice with everything, it's not going to work for you. So, like, the, the, the blades that I shoot, I, I shoot what's called a Strickland Helix which is one of the biggest, ugliest broadheads you're ever going to see. It's only two blades. But that thing has never let me down. I shoot those. Why? Because I like a thick-ass blade. It's like throwing a Gintu knife at something. (laughs) I don't like these little flimsy-ass blades that the minute they go in there, they just snap off. And you see all these guys doing tests on YouTube. Well, I did this broadhead test, that broadhead test. I'm shooting through steel plates with it. I'm like, okay. When I see armor-plated animals walking around, I'll have some concern. Until then, I don't give two shit. <laughs> Armor-plating doesn't mean anything to me. You're shooting through steel. I got given give a shit. <laughs> but if you're shooting through an animal and you're shooting through bone and it works, good to go. Don't care. So it all has to do with what do you want to do, how far you're going to be. And what I liken it to is the people who shoot super, super heavy. The funniest guy that you're going to see on, on the internet it's this guy Troy
0: the Ranch Fairy. Ranch on <laughs> yes, that's what he got me interested in guy. the whole FOC thing because I I've been shooting carnivores and everything like that, and I I really have begun to notice with the inertia, the, the the irregularities of the arrow path because of how aggressive that bow is. So yeah, whereas you know my carnivores are I believe 412 greens, and I have uh-huh. another set of arrows that were given to me. That are the victory archery extortions. Okay. And those are 522 grains.
1: Oh, the ones that Dougie gave you? Yes,
0: the ones that Dougie gave you. That me, he
1: yeah. extorted you for. Because they're <laughs> extortions. Oh, <laughs> Sorry. whatever. Horrible ha- joke. I had Horrible to. I had to. God. <laughs> so yeah. Right.
0: Um and you know, uh, granted, granted, I, I can shoot the the carnivores very, very well out of the bow, but I've noticed mm-hmm. that the heavier arrows. Group much, much harder. Like they're much oh, tighter yeah. group. So.
2: Exactly. Like I shoot 100 yards, 110, 15, whatever I can get out to out here. We have a field that goes out to 115. Nice. It's the only public field in New York City. I'll shoot out there. Okay. I, a light arrow, first, it's not going to make it as far and it's not going to group as well because the wind's going to blow it around. Right. But a heavier arrow with a heavier FOC out front is going to go down there like a bullet. And while it won't be as fast, they're gonna group tighter together. All that will only happen if one thing is true though, if the bow is tuned properly.
3: Right. Because
2: I don't care what you're shooting, a light arrow or a heavy arrow, if your bow's not tuned, guess what? It's not pushing it down the center and it's gonna to fly like to shit. And once that happens, it's gonna go everywhere. So it's great you can shoot a group at sixty yards. It's not great the fact that you're shooting some kind of arrow and your bow's at it. Out of tune, and that group that you should at 60 yards the size of a freaking stop sign. But if you want it to be tight, a little heavier up front, that works perfectly for it. It doesn't have to be ridiculous. It, it should be between 17, 18 percent, and you guys are good enough. Most say 20 is the magic number. 20 can work that way, but then you guys start playing games with your 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 vein configuration and all that. Because the heavier you are you're up front, you need to have a much smaller profile vein configuration in the back. Right. Because once you do the two of them, then you start parachuting out there and you don't want that. But yeah, I am in favor of having a little bit more FOC in the front between 17 and 20 max, not just like super heavy stuff, but it was big with trad people for a long time because they have to make sure the flight is perfect in order to get it to go where they want. Mm-hmm. Someone applied it to combo, compound bows a long time ago, but we've been using it like that ever since aluminum. So it's just that people went through this carbon phase and they're like, well, I need to get light and fast. Okay, great. If you ever see what the IBO speed ratings are based on, I think it's a three hundred grain arrow shot at seventy pounds.
3: Yeah, three
2: hundred grain arrow shot at seventy pounds. I'm sorry, I'm not crazy enough to shoot that.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I
2: like my stick.
0: That's what I've laughed about. You know, there, are people like, how do they get the IBO? See, they put your bow, uh, the bow on this machine called a hooter shooter, and it's an arrow that's you know five grains an inch shot at a 30-inch drone like they're like oh they don't let someone shoot it i'm like no no not at all no it's like because if it's a fast bow and inertia a decree or something a dna especially like the PSEs. god forbid you do try to do it out of a full throttle it's like your mm. hand might look like a porcupine tried to have sex with it because, <laughs> you know that arrow is going to detonate as soon as the trigger goes off.
1: Oh, like, and you no, don't want to no, no. go down that that YouTube wormhole. Stephanie did. Oh, my God. One day, I actually started looking at all these videos of shots being blown up in, in bows and hands and whatever other body parts. And holy crap, you go down this other world of videos that you don't need to be going down and
0: that's what made stephanie start shooting fmj she's like i'm never shooting carbons again
1: holy crap (laughs) that's some scary but these there is some dumb people out there yeah i mean like really really dumb i mean you think like holy crap there's dumb people then you watch these videos you're like whoa mind blown i never understood how dumb like they never evolved from caveman they just kind of fucking stayed there and chilled out a little bit (laughs) <laughs> Their family just kept having kids. You know, like
2: I said, I teach hunter safety here in New York. And <laughs> one of the parts of the class, we're supposed to tell people, like, hey, if you shoot something that's not stable, where the arrow's too weak, it could fail and it could blow up. And then there's a famous picture we have of a guy with half of an arrow sticking out of his hand. Ugh. And people are like, oh, that's horrible. I said, okay, this is the classic picture of what happened. I got another one for you. How about when your whole goddamn bow blows up and you have splinters of carbon going into your eye, you lose an eye or something else like that. Oh, that would never happen. I have seen this happen at a tournament with a guy shooting a bow that was 80 pounds and shooting a 320 grain arrow.
3: Oh, hell no. Oh, my
2: God. I've seen him. And to get light, I mean, I think the arrow is like a 500 spinal. Is that in your freaking mind? But that's what they were doing to get the speed so they would shoot flat. And I'm like, really? Oh this is what you're doing? That's why the IBO, you know, you go to an ASA tournament, they all have speed ratings on the, the max speed you can have. It's right. not because, you know, they, they want to make it an even playing field. It's because they want to make sure no one kills themselves out there. Right, right, and exactly. And that's, that's what it boils down to. And if you're going to go ahead and do that, great, whatever. But be aware of what can happen. It's just like people who shoot back tension releases and have never done it before. Learn how to do it first. Don't need to lose a tooth or break a nose. I I mean, I was at a, at a, at a tournament no oh, about fifteen years ago, and I saw a guy two, two uh two lanes down from me. He pulled back with a back tension release. He smacked himself one, gave him a, gave himself a bloody nose, and the next shot he goes he draws back. It's like two shots later, he he draws back. And he knocks himself the fuck out. <laughs> I, I'm like, why? The guy's there unconscious. He, he was a very robust gentleman. I'll just say that. He was on the floor, unconscious, and then trying to bring him to. He knocked himself the
1: hell out. Robust. And Does I'm that like, mean he had some manatees? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, yeah, something like
2: that.
3: Something like that. <laughs> I,
2: I'll just say that our lanes are very narrow, and he could have fit in two. But oh, still, shot Damn. He shot it, and he knocked himself the hell out. And I, I, I don't know what possessed him to do this. When he came to later, I happened to be walking by and hearing a conversation, and the guy's like, well, they told me I should really start shooting this if I want to get better groups. I'm like, oh my God. this is the problem I have. People who listen to the bullshit that's out there, and they take it word for granted, this is the best thing since cheese. No, don't do that. Use your head. Mm-hmm. But if they think it's a quick fix or something, they'll do it. So this, well, this is the whole thing, you know.
1: People, bad, will, yeah. And I don't want
2: to see the Harry Howard thing be a bad, but it's gonna happen.
1: Yeah, people will trade quality for ease any day. Any. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh any day. yeah. Of course and they will. the thing is, though. It, you know, it it might not even be someone that that knows better or that could do better. It's if like, let's say you're by yourself and you're trying to get into the sport of hunting or maybe you just want to do target archery or whatever it may be. And yeah. you're by yourself. You don't have anyone else who does the same thing around you. And you only have the one shop and you're like, hey, I'm new. Can you guys teach me? And all you have is them and maybe some YouTube videos that you randomly find Some people actually don't know any better. So, yeah, some of the advice that people get, it's sometimes, not all the time, that, you know, that's kind of like, oh, okay, they think that is the right answer for what they're looking for. Not so much the easiest way, where, I mean, other people are just straight out lazy, but, I mean, so, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Some are just, like, they actually think that's right, but the people that are in the wrong are the ones that actually work at the shop or those people that are just putting out the the BS videos that are just trying to get the hits, you know, just to make a little bit of extra cash and have no clue what they're doing. (coughs) Allie, but, (laughs) sorry, I had a little something in my throat.
2: (laughs) Here in New York, okay, in New York City, there's like three archery shops that I know of, maybe four, actually three that I know. And I operate, my business is a private business. I don't advertise. I work with people, work with the kids and the whole nine yards. But I get a lot of hunters coming to get setups done. I get people mailing in both to me get setups done. Okay, great. The problem that I see is that when you go into a shop and a lot of shops got really good people working in there. Some of the people that work there are, are victims of their own circumstances where the shop has to, get, has to sell a particular piece of merchandise and they say, you need to sell this. So as far as you're concerned, this is the best thing cheese, And push it, push it, push it. And they do that. Like me, I could care less. Since I'm not sponsored by anybody and I won't take a sponsorship from anyone, I'm like, okay, if it's great, I'm going to tell you. If it sucks, I'm going to tell you too. I really don't care. I shoot PSE. Why? I happen to like the bows. I like the way they shoot. If mm-hmm. they started making crap bows, I'll be the first one to tell you they make crap bows. But they don't. Right now, they shoot, they shoot some of the best bows out there. So that's fine. But, like I say, when people are forced to do something, and, and the worst thing is, if you go to a Cabela's or something like that, some big box store to get your, your bow worked on, and the guy screws it up, don't blame the kid behind the counter, because more than likely he did not do it on purpose, but he's probably got an hour's worth of training for this. And he's working in the clothing section most of the other time. And that's what you see. And people become victims of that sort of thing. And then they're like, well, you know what? I I just got to get by the absolute best of this thing. I just do it myself. Okay, great. I, you know, Hats off to everyone who wants to learn how to do it on their own. That's why I'm coming up with a whole series of videos where I have the girls demonstrating it. Because if if people see that the girls have no hard time doing this, they'll try to do it themselves at home. But you got to be careful what you put out there. Because if the wrong people see it, and then they go and blow something up, they blame you. And that's why I'm going to have like a big disclaimer. This is being done as demonstration only. Do not, and I'm going to, I'm sorry, I'm going to drop an F, Bob. Like, Do not fucking try this on your own if you don't know what you're doing. <laughs>
0: You're apologizing for an f bomb on the wrong podcast, buddy.
1: Yeah, I know. We don't fucking curse on this goddamn fucking show. I don't ever fucking ever curse. This is a fucking oh. family show. Oh, for yeah, fuck's yeah, sakes. Yeah,
2: right. <laughs> yeah and thing is like some of my girls. I have one 11 year old, and she's she's really really bright. She's been with me about two years, and she she really knows how to work on both But her problem is if she sees someone doing stupid she will go bananas and she's got the mouth of a truck driver when she's not around her parents and she looks at this one guy not around
0: her parents i like how he threw that in when she's not around her parents
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah. she she looked at this guy shooting in the lanes next to us and she walked over to him and she goes excuse me but do you not know what that is? okay do you not know what the fuck you're doing and the guy's like what you you can barely pull the goddamn bow back so why don't you learn how to draw a bow first? Lower your weight, and stop looking like an asshole. And let me know how it goes. <laughs> cool. The guy's pulling maybe sixty-five Christ. pounds.
3: She's she like grew up on my block or pounds. something. My God,
2: she, she, he's pulling sixty-five pounds. She's eleven years old. Okay, he goes. Oh yeah. Well, how am I supposed to pull it back then? He goes, Can I see your bow? The guy's like a twenty-nine inch draw. She's twenty-five, if not twenty-six. And she pulls his bow back like it's nothing. She goes, you got to learn how to draw. Use your shoulder, jackass. <laughs> <laughs> pulls it back like it's butter. And, and this guy can barely get the bow back halfway 10 times without running out of breath. So she goes, why don't you do a favor? You see my coach over there? Go talk to him. He's smarter than you. He will teach you and he doesn't care. Like, otherwise, don't be on the field when I'm here because you're really annoying me. <laughs> i have to look at the stupidity and she comes back and i said what just happened she goes i don't know he's being he's being he's being a jerk so i had to go straighten him out he's gonna come see you late."
3: oh shit
2: <laughs>
1: you gotta awesome. admire that age because they're they're still an age where they're considered a young child so they're like oh okay they they can say stuff like that and you just kind of laugh it off they're not at that adult age where you, you go back at them yet <laughs> Very true. And, and yeah. I mean
2: she's not your stereotype kid who's gonna have a mouth like that on her. She's like this A straight student in honors programs and all that. But when she comes to archery, it's to let loose, hang out, and get rid of all her problems. Good for and her. And when she's here, trust me, that's all she does.
1: Good for her. So I'm like,
0: Great. But that's one of the best aspects about archery. You can make it what you need it to be.
1: That's with anything oh, though. Yeah. People seem to forget that you can actually get like a hobby or something that you really enjoy that outside of your normal life you can do and you can make it whatever you need to make it to be stress relieving. I mean, mm. shit, we did this podcast just for shits and giggles yeah, yeah and yeah. it's fun to do. We don't, we don't feel tied to anything. We don't feel tied to a certain schedule or feel late or that we are obligated. We do it because we like it and it's stress relieving and it's fun. And people I think have forgotten the whole meaning behind being able to do that they're all like you know need to fucking work every day need to do this need to do that and then people have forgotten to to take time out and say you know what you just need to like fucking chill the hell out for two seconds Mm -hmm. and not take everything so goddamn serious about everything and find something you enjoy doing even if it's like bird watching for fuck's sake look there's a goddamn cardinal right there It's fucking beautiful.
2: (laughs) Yeah, Is it a Boston Uh, card now? What the
3: hell?
2: The other other taboo subject that that you might want to bring up, and I I brought this up on one of my other podcasts, but I'm going to go there, is can someone tell me why every shop has a coach who has no certifications whatsoever and telling people to do things all the wrong ways? okay? But not for nothing, being a coach, and you have like USAR tree certification, all that means to me is that you took the time to go get certified, so that you have proof that a they did your background check, b you're taking mental awareness training depending on what you are, so you know how how kids think and you don't have any kind of sensitivity issues with them. But that does not in any way mean that you're a good coach. These people charge a lot of money for coaching whatever. And they don't know the first goddamn thing about being a coach. I see a guy sitting there coaching who, I should you not, never gets out of the chair and gets paid $100 an hour to coach these girls. And wow. I'm like, for real? That's what they do. Okay? That to me is a ripoff. But the parents gladly pay it. Why? Oh, he's had a couple of national champions. Congratulations. So have a lot of people. But the fact that you consider coaching sitting on your fat ass in a chair telling them what to do occasionally when you're not reading a newspaper? Kiss my ass. I don't think so. And then you have the other jackass who goes ahead and teaches, doesn't have the first clue to telling somebody how to draw a bow. They get hurt because of that. Well, the coach told me to do it this way, so I must be doing it right. But if I'm in pain, it doesn't make a difference. That's the sort of stuff that drives me crazy. So I see this all the time you had maybe one or two good people who were around to do it and the rest of them are all jerks. And if you don't care about your students, not for nothing, then get out of the business. And these guys don't care sometimes. And if they, and a lot of guys are like, well, I don't need to teach my student how to do this or this, just how to shoot the bow. The, the rest is the shop's problem, which is where it makes me different. You pointed it out on one of your podcasts when you first talked about me, like you, you, <laughs> some of the kids were listening to it. Like your, your coach is not normal. I'm like, they, they said to me like, "What doesn't everybody learn how to do this?" I'm like, "No." Kids, when you go through a, not dorm, the slightest. Do, no. do the other the girls know how to do any of this stuff? Can they even tie a piece? I never bothered to ask. I'm like, trust me, they probably can't. I teach them how to be self-sufficient, how to be independent women. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That,
0: that's why I think you anybody. props in that episode about that because I mean it, it is so rare that you see a coach actually instill. A, every aspect of them being a competent shooter like you do.
1: But they're in it for the money.
0: Mm. And normally when you see people coach it's just a critique. All right, you dropped your elbow on that one. All right, you know, this the, you know, when you pulled up that time you didn't preset your grip before you brought the bow up to draw, blah blah. It's normally that stuff. It's not okay we're going to show you how to tune your bow to you and all the other aspects that are involved in that. There's not many coaches out there that do that because to them, it probably would cause an insecurity about like, oh, well, I'm going to give up my job if I do all this nonsense, which is bullshit. Yeah, You know, that's just you mm-hmm. being a weak pansy and, and it's, it's, it's a fucking worthless train of thought because you're not instilling... You know, that strength in the person that they know every aspect of that bow was done by them. And when it comes down to it at the end, if something goes wrong, all of the blame lays on them and they need to learn. The thing
1: is, is I think that people don't want to be they don't want to do the extra work they don't want to do. If they can make that amount, same amount of money out of doing less then they will. It's easier that way. Mm-hmm. And if they're less accountable for things or they can say, well, I never told them to do that or I never really showed them this, then they they can do less for the same amount. And people like to hear that. It's all about, okay, I can still make this money for doing the less amount of work, so I'm going to pick less amount of work. I really don't give a shit what they get out of it. If they're mm-hmm. still going to pay, they're still going to pay. And unfortunately…
2: Things, a lot of coaches look at me and they're like, why are you why are you so cheap with these kids why, why are they only paying this amount I'm like because I when when I ha- and I have a, a very very simple rule if you can afford it then then fine there are kids that I can't charge you know on on the basis of, of learning stuff like that because their parents can't afford it they can't afford the bows that they're using so that's fine and I don't charge them to, to, to coach them or anything like that and the other one, like me to set a certain time, whatever, fine. But I'm not charging them $100 an hour. I charge them $30 an hour, $35 an hour. There you go. Fine. But that doesn't have anything to do with when I, when I charge them to, to do this because they have they want to set schedule. So that's what we do that for. But when it comes to teaching them how to do other stuff, that's not on the clock. The other stuff is this is what happens. Your peep is twisting. All right. Uh, let's get this together after the class and we're gonna, we're going to work on this thing. Let me show you how to fix this. And I start showing them how to work on their peep sites and stuff like that. This is all part of being confidential and, you know, well-rounded archers. And the fact is I get a lot of emails from people, adults, saying, well, I need to get this work on my bow, but the nearest shop is two hours away, and the nearest competent shop is six hours away. So if you've got to go two hours out of your way because your peep is, is turned or you got to go somewhere because your timing is off, I mean, if you knew how to fix that on your own, Wouldn't you do it? Oh, yeah. Probably, yes. And all my girls know how to do that. They can fix timing on the boat. They can fix anything. Why? Because they don't have the time to wait around until a shop is available. And then, like, my house, uh, up until recently, because I'm going through something over there right now, every Thursday night, the girls would all come down there. And at any given time, I have between 12 and 13 of my girls in the place. COVID screwed all that up, so we couldn't do it anymore. Um, And I got down a much lower number when we reopened this stuff. But they come down there, and they would spend the entire evening on Thursday nights using the shooting machine, using the bow equipment, shooting in the range I got in the house. And, it, I mean, I had to go upstairs because I'd, I'd, I'd have a headache from, from all the female hormones that were running
3: around.
2: Because <laughs> <laughs> all the yapping and all the other stuff, I'm like, do me a favor. It's 6 o'clock. When you guys are done, just knock on the door, and I'll come downstairs and lock up. Great. Fine. That used to go until 8 o'clock. And in the last couple of years, they were leaving at 1130 at night. Their parents were picking them up. Oh, Jesus. So I had from 10-year-olds all the way up to 19-year-olds in there doing their thing, having a good time, but getting the, the, those hours to work on their bows. And people used to get annoyed at me because if you wanted to drop off your boat to me for, for service or something like that, any other day of the week was fine. Thursdays were off limits. Like I don't have the shop available on Thursdays. I have people using it. Well, whose people? All my girls. And then the one time a guy showed up and he and he came to my house and I, because my shop's located in my house, and he he stepped in there. I said, "This is why I can't work on your bow right now." And they all turned around like he had committed bloody murder. Like, get <laughs> out
3: of here! We're <laughs> out.
2: And I'm like, they've got a point. So I'm just gonna hang up your bow and we'll get to it when we get to it. But it ain't gonna happen today. And now you know why. And I wouldn't trade that for anything, you know, but that's why I give them the opportunity to do that. And I thought about opening up a commercial shop or something like that, but the rents out here are crazy. And, again, I'm not in this to make money, and at the same time I'm not in this to to lose my shirt or lose my house over it. So I do what I can with what I got. And everybody works out with it, and everybody is fine. And as long as I can do that, I will always continue to do this until the day I can't do it anymore. And by then, they'll all be competent enough where someone else to take over and start doing what I did. So right now, Leanne is trained to do it and she'll be able to pass that on to other people. She's a legacy that leaves to somebody else because I don't have any children of my own. So I'm like, here, this is how you do it. And her mom is cool with it and everybody's cool with it and she loves the idea. So I'm like, here, pass it on and then if you teach other kids, let them do it. And before you know it, everyone will know how to work on their own stuff and then we don't have anything to worry about anymore but until then i will keep on teaching this and keep you guys going and like i said all my kids are armed with their own uh fletching tool and everything did you ever
0: get that fletching tool by the way no no i still have to <laughs> order another one is the, the the one i have is starting to really aggravate the hell i out thought of me. you
1: already ordered it
0: no 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 the whole fiasco with the site that happened that I, I, would, I
1: thought you were going to order one from um, da, 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 Cabela's.
0: Yeah, it's not in stock. Oh, that's Nothing right. is in stock. I have so nothing many points on Cabela's points because we have the Cabela's near us here. and Nothing is in stock. Do me a
2: favor. And this is what you need to do. You, I have maybe 15 of them in the house. Just
0: do yourself a favor
2: and send me the, the, the new address so that I can take one of those things and get another bottle sent over to Stephanie (laughs) (laughs) and y'all can have your drinking party at the same time you learn how to flex with the damn thing
1: (laughs) i gotta say man thank you for that that bottle of because holy shit when that was sent over i was like oh shit (laughs) we got people that still listen to us they come back for more
3: (laughs) Yeah, and really. they fucking
1: like us yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, well, see most of the messages Stephanie doesn't see most of the messages that we get because they go to my phone because Stephanie's yeah. normally too busy running her shooting skulls business
1: well that's the thing though I had to like it, it was at one point I was getting messages from my shop and my shop's Instagram and my shop's Facebook and then we were getting the podcast me- messages from there and I was like yo I gotta really like cut this down because Mm -hmm. (laughs) for every two seconds i'm getting like emails and and shot messages and which is great but i looked at anthony i was like uh you gotta maybe just handle the podcast
0: (laughs) yeah which is fine for me (laughs) but i mean like you know all right the last one for example here now normally we average probably Around 300 downloads an episode, but like you know, we're we're just the average people. We're not pros, so we we've never expected anything major because you know. Wait,
1: I was called a pro with my slings though from someone.
0: Well, no, you are. I with was that like, shit. they're
1: yeah. like, oh, I wanted a, a professional to make it. I'm like, what? right, really? So
0: uh, <laughs> I mean, like that wise, you are on some next level stuff. But apparently, like the last episode we did, uh, uh, apparently my wording for some things has made people, you know quite humorous, and people have found out we joke around a lot.
1: They, they're just finding yeah. this out now?
0: Yeah, yeah, apparently. Well, people look up, like, keywords. Like, in the last podcast, we mentioned how ATA is now canceled, and I've made fun of it, because if anyone's anyone has ever gone to any type of convention, somebody's getting sick.
1: Hey, VD! It, anyone it's a like, VD? Yeah, it's
0: like VD? a disease factory. Any, con- It doesn't matter if it's <laughs> archery, gun show, Comic-Con. You're gonna get, someone's getting sick. Yeah. You know, And then, of course, you know, on the contrast side, I mentioned Lancaster Archery because they have said flat out the shoot is on for 2021. That wasn't my exact wording. My exact wording was that Lancaster came out big dick swinging and apparently <laughs> things like that get back to PJ Riley because he knows I'm a fan of his
1: like Babe and Ruth the fucking point for yeah yeah
0: and he, he found it quite amusing i'm sure the owner of Lancaster himself is not going to find that amusing but apparently no, my
1: man he's got a sense of humor
0: The owner does he has a sense of humor but you know it, it, well somebody else had said it back to me like the one time that he got kind of offended because uh I refer to PJ as the face of Lancaster Archery, and because not the owner he is himself, the face of,
1: La- of Lancaster Archery. He's the most. He's known in all person. the YouTube videos. He does all the reviews. He does all the new products. He does all the existing products on the yeah, website. And he does their competition, he does their competition sh- uh, shoots. He does all their commentating. And the owner, all he does is he shows up at the main events and says, "Hey, we're promoting Lancaster Archer. I'm so glad for you to come out. Blah blah blah. Make some noise. Like it's not fucking golf and blah blah blah. blah. And, and that's great. And it's fucking fabulous. And he's great." And he supports everything, but PJ Riley and I'm putting it down for for on the fucking record that PJ Riley is the face of Lancaster Archery, and he's the one that drives everything, and he's the one that does all the reviews, and he's the one that everyone pays attention to. And boom, drop mic, psh, fucking continue with your point. What was your point? What was most important?
2: PJ's the one to get to play with all the cool new shit.
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, he's yeah. Like, and
3: he's friendly guy, as can, can be. <laughs>
0: He is so personal, personable, and friendly. It's it's so wild. Like none of this stuff seems to phase him. Mm-mm. You know, I'm sure now he's probably definitely has added stress because they've added competition archery media to their their. Man, pocket he
1: got probably got pay raise for that shit. He ain't doing that shit God, for I free. I hope so.
0: Well, he... he also gets to travel and he gets to shoot like with people like Levi and Jesse. He gets Bomar all the and... new
1: shit to shoot. He probably gets freebies. He probably get extra shit. I mean, come on.
0: Well, I would hope so. I mean,
1: he don't seem like a dummy.
0: He seems like
1: he's from the South.
0: Oh, God. God. (laughs) Jesus Christ. But, you know, but I mean, so apparently people have realized that we are the lighter side. Oh, wait, that wasn't a dig at you because you're,
1: wait, hold on. You're you're from New York, so that wasn't a dig at you. I just realized that.
0: He's from New York. I'm from New York. That's
1: what I'm saying. No, you ain't. I'm not not worried about you. Uh
0: Oh oh that's true we're married we're about you, can, you can gracefully, gracefully I can say whatever me, huh? I
1: want to you and I'll still be in the right because I'm a female I
0: like how you did that and a southern twang fucking came over your voice <laughs> I can do what I want Look, to if you you
2: say anything you want about New York and I could care less I'm like <laughs> yeah I'm a victim of my circumstances I am still here
0: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah yeah well yeah. the only reason we're not in New York anymore is because you know uh, my in-laws have pretty much partially retired to Myrtle Beach my parents are retiring next year when when they plan to move down south. So it was like an opportunity came open, the door was open. Let me transfer now and beat the game. And then, you know,
1: yeah, it'll be but easy you just know travels though, to I got to say, when we were looking in New York and we were looking for a place to settle down, and then with schools and everything like that, and then compared to here, we actually got a house for cheaper than our rent here with the taxes yes. and everything included. And in, oh yeah! In New York, we would have been paying, like, double for something smaller. I mean, it was a little ridiculous. Oh, yeah. So even if we paid the house off in full, which I don't know where that cash is coming from, but we'd still be paying some obscene Mountain in taxes. And mm-hmm. I, I was like, I'm not buying a house up here to well, pay Well, where
0: we were living, we would have been paying. Orange County's taxes are absolutely horrendous. Yeah. So... Like, before uh, her parents moved down to South Carolina, they were paying 1200 a month, which is absurd.
1: Yeah. So. Yeah. So. Well,
2: taxes, taxes in different parts of New York right now, like if you're in Suffolk County, people who live in Suffolk County when they retire have to leave the county for the most part because they can't afford the taxes.
1: No, no one can. Oh, so. Not unless you're I mean, for a me small living.
2: house, when I looked at a house in Nassau County, which is right over after New York City, I went over there looking at a house. And this is going back 15 years ago. And at the time, they're like, oh, yeah, um, small house, tiny little property, but the taxes are $13,000 a year. Yeah,
3: I'm like, yeah. for this? Really?
2: Yeah. And it's only gotten escalated since then. I mean, in New York City, the taxes are way lower, but it's a bigger city those little towns and all that, they have to have higher taxes because they want to do more with less. So they got to charge everybody through the notes. Just people can't afford to live there, but it's a victim of the circumstance. The same way you try to get forward, New York city, you're going to pay top dollar for it. Mm -hmm. Um, depending on who you go to. Whereas you might find some guy in some other part of the country selling it on eBay or selling it way below what what he's supposed to, because they need to just get by, you know, it, it has to do with economics and where you are. Yeah, But, um, New York is what it is, and it'll always be what it is, except for now with everyone who fled New York, who knows if they'll ever come back. But uh, I, I ain't missing them a bit. So they can stay the hell out where they went, but I'm good here. I'm fine for now. But okay. if everything goes crazy, goes south, who knows where I'll be. Down yeah, south somewhere. you
1: got uh, friends in South you know? Carolina. So. Yeah, yeah, very much so.
0: <laughs> very much.
2: Yes. You know, so eventually maybe I'll wind up moving out somewhere or doing some something somewhere else. I'm already getting too old for the, for this weather up here. So who knows who, how how it'll happen? But I'm I don't too old know for
3: this shit. Uh, <laughs>
2: yeah, I'm kind of too old for this shit. A long time ago already.
1: <laughs> the next <laughs> so, snowstorm, you'll be snow. out there shoveling. Like, God damn it! I'm too old for this shit. I'm fucking moving. Well, we, we
0: can't say that. we get snow here. <laughs> no, no, no. I
2: we
3: draw like the a line flurry. with snowstorms,
0: and people laugh at me
2: because I bought this big twenty-eight inch snowblower, and I'm the only guy in the block with one. But guess what? When three feet of snow fell. Who is the only asshole who wasn't out there having to shovel and almost have a hard attack? <laughs> me. There you go. I'm sitting back with my sidewalk all dry while these assholes go ahead and do their thing. So it's the same thing. To each his own. Personally, oh, yeah. I don't care what, what the next guy does Affects him, doesn't affect my life in the slightest. Will. You do something stupid on your archery range, I make it my business.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't blame you.
2: <laughs>
3: cool.
2: Have what? a chat.
1: Well, I mean, and here the chat
2: like... will
3: develop into a screaming match, <laughs> <laughs>
2: and after the screaming match, I'm just gonna bl- beat your ass, and I'll blame it on a PTSD episode, and, that's <laughs> it. and I can get away with a freebie if I have to. <laughs> I do do it. Do
1: well, that's like if of a, a woman murders someone, It's would be like, "Oh, it was that time of the month. My hormones were all over the place." They're like, oh, okay, that's exactly. fine. Exactly. <laughs> Same deal, you know, and. and as As I'm gonna fact, go
0: unload you know, my gun my... now. Thank you.
2: <laughs> With all my experience and my background and the whole bit, people think that like I'm this scary guy. Whatever, I have a temper. Big deal. I don't show it in front of the kids. And at the same time, while I may seem scary and all that, I, I try not to get onto people and give them a hard time. So that that's what it is. But if you had the persona where, I, I okay. One of my students a long time ago gave me the wallet from Pulp Fiction that says, "Badass ass motherfucker on. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Awesome. I have that wallet. So the, the problem is some of my younger kids, they'll walk up, and, and people ask them who I am when I'm teaching them. like, oh, that's our coach. Really? Yeah, he he looks a little scary. And, and I'm like, I don't look scary. But I had an 8-year-old say, of course he's scary. He's a badass motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's awesome. And, and, and I'm like, uh, Gina, don't say that, please. And she goes, sorry, coach. He's just a bad motherfucker. <laughs> 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 she,
3: they were confused this on which one was thing. the curse I, word.
2: And, 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 I'll, and I'll tell you something. I live for those kids, and they, they make my day every single day of the week. So it's worth it doing for them, you know. Oh, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I I really can't stay on too much longer, only because because of the kids, I got to go bake, bake banana bread for them for tomorrow for tomorrow's shooting session.
0: <laughs> nice. So, wow. So Look at I you. See
2: an Archer, and and the coach and all that. I'm also Betty frickin' Crocker because
0: I have to bake a it. <laughs> I'm the one that cooks in our house. Stephanie <laughs> yeah, bake, bake shit that's going to eventually Actually, push if, me into diabetes. if you
1: want uh, a really easy recipe, you do a whole yeah. package of Oreos, and you crush the whole thing up, and then you take one package of the cream cheese, like a 16-ounce yeah. packet, and then you mix them both yeah. together. And you stick them in the fridge for like an hour till they they're not like melting so they're solid you make little yeah. balls you dip them in chocolate let that solidify and they're they're fucking great they're little mm-hmm. truffles
0: they're little chocolate <laughs> like cheesecake oreo truffles yeah 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 my, my boss is uh yeah. is an insulin um insulin dependent diabetic he's got one of them little uh looks like an old kind of pager on his side man yeah it scares the shit out of all of us because he eats those things like it's going out of style. And he pulls out that little thing that's got the tube to his body, and he's pushing that button like it's fucking Morse code. Like, I'm like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "I got to turn this shit up. My sugar's spiking." You ate five of them, you diabetic maniac. What are you doing? He's like, "It's all good. It's good. It's good. I'm fine." I'm like, all right. I'm like Jesus Christ. Yeah.
2: Well, a lot of the kids, I, I bake treats for them and stuff like that, and I do a lot of the cooking in the house. So a lot of the kids. I swear they don't come back for, for the lessons. They come back more for the treats that I have for
1: <laughs> What do you got for me? I
2: <laughs> awesome. Like, whatever keeps them coming back, banana bread today, the, the sugar cookies tomorrow, whatever it is, as long as it keeps them involved in the sport, I care less. I go through whatever I have to do. But, uh, yeah, right. they, they so, have a lot of fun with that. I I got to go start grinding bananas now.
1: Yeah, I got to, you know, I I got to put this in there that I know because of the the shitty emails you get and the comments from from retards that don't know, you know, what the fuck they're talking about. You know, I I have to say it's great that you keep doing, you know, everything you're doing and with the girls and teaching mm-hmm. and telling the the assholes to go fuck themselves and where to go. And uh, you know, just keep doing that in a nice polite way like please go fuck yourself or Please don't fuck yourself. <laughs> but no, it's, it's good to see people like this. You it don't is, really right, come right. across people like this very often. So it's it's nice. And well, you gotta... The
2: best part is that now my girls are becoming very independent and they're, they're strong-willed. That's all I want from them. I want them to be able to not take any shit from anybody. And they don't. And But now they use me as a reason and they'll, they'll go right up to somebody who's giving them a hard time and they'll be like, look, if you don't cut it out, I'm going to shove your head up your ass, and if I can't do it, my coach is going to shove your head up your ass, and he's going to enjoy himself doing it. And does he look like somebody you really want shoving your head up your ass?
0: That's it. <laughs> just, that's what you got to do they, now. They I'm just going to call it a Hancock ass. style. My boss is going to Hancock style you, just, just so you know that. <laughs> yeah. they,
2: they 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 enjoy it. They they live it up as much as they can, and that's all I really want out of it. But in the end, no one's going to screw with these kids because of how how, how they are. And if they got a little bit of my crazy, so be it. But the parents love it, so I don't care.
0: That's right. It's <laughs> confidence building. They'll go into the world later in life as a bunch of strong women. They
1: can handle themselves later in life it's with that. anything. Exactly. Which is good.
0: Exactly.
2: You know, and, and if there's any kids or any parents who listen to you and they got kids in the New York City area, have them come see me. I don't bite. At least I don't do that anymore. <laughs> I can <laughs> help
1: know. them out. Not you unless know, that's, you that's ask or thing. you pay your fee. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Gee, yeah, we don't <laughs> need to go there with that. <laughs> okay, so if anyone listening is in that area um, and they want to contact you, uh, where should they yeah.
2: go? Well, they can go to highpower. They can go to highpowerarchery That's my website, and that's got all the information on all our programs, stuff like that. And they can sign up over there, and we give free archery lessons. There's no, there's no, um, no strings attached. Right now, uh, we don't do too much of that because the weather is, well, shitty. Um, but when we have good warm weather days, they can schedule, come down. And I usually get about uh, 10, 20 people every weekend doing that. And it makes it worthwhile for them. And the kids come down and they have a good time. Some of them have never, ever tried it before. But I average, you know, either kids or adults. you know, like I said, my youngest student is four. My oldest, my oldest uh, student is 84. <laughs> <There> <laughs> so I get around. You know, but uh, the website has it all on there, and then they send me a message, whatever, and they schedule something. But uh, yeah, I, the the one message I tell people is, it doesn't hurt to ask somebody to try something. So I don't bite. And if they want to learn, or if they if they think that like they would be scared of learning from me, fine. Then one of my girls will teach you whatever it is. Doesn't make a difference. But as long as they get an opportunity to try it, and they try it, they like it, whatever, and it's all good. And since, uh, like I said, with the certifications I have, all that means is that I went through a background check and everything. Yeah, you know you're not dealing with a, with a, a crazy person, or at least a, you're dealing with a halfway sane person who <laughs> loves what he does. <laughs> all I can ever ask people is to try with. And as long as we get with that, then we have no problems.
0: Absolutely. All right, so you know, uh, before we get off here, so, how many students are you averaging right now?
2: Right now, I have that are actually shooting with me regularly. Uh, last total I had that I'm seeing at least once a week or at least every other week. It's about 39 students that I run right now. Uh, wow, that's all ages awesome. from eight all the way up into there. Like I said, into the 80s. But at my competing girls, I have. Uh, Actively competing, I think I have like twenty six that actively compete, and the
0: other ones are fairly new; and they're still learning. That's awesome. Nice. That is fantastic. See, doing and some- it's not
2: it's not a requirement for them to compete. It's if you want to compete, fine. And the the one thing about competing that I tell them is, listen, competing will will help you get some of your frustrations out. It'll get you in front of people. You'll learn how to concentrate with a lot of noise around and all that. And then that it usually evolves from that to. They get to see where they have a grudge against somebody, whatever it is, then and they happen to shoot archery just like you, go beat their ass at a tournament. Do it that way. You don't have to put hands on somebody, beat their ass at it, it's a score, and you'll see what happens. And then they take to that, and they really love it. So, competition can be anything for anybody, but it's not required. And these girls just do it to have, you know, really have a good time. And that's all I care about. If the kids aren't having fun, I'm not having fun. And then, what the hell's the point of doing the whole thing in the first place yep. so they like it the adults like it the parents like it and they wind up being stronger people because of it and that's it everybody wins so that's all i really wanted from it
0: that's awesome man you know that that that's <laughs> definitely you know much respect for me and stephanie the fact that you're getting kids and um I'm honestly you're doing one of the things that goes against the grain and getting some women in this sport for us or lifestyle because yep. i hate the word fucking sport when it comes to archery
1: well, they um, call cheerleading yep. a sport. So Is
0: cheer- cheerleading's a fucking sport.
1: Man, they yeah they throw everything into sport. Okay, if you're sure. moving, you're in a sport.
0: <laughs> okay, hey, whatever. Oh shit! Sure. But <laughs> um, make sure you send me your info too because I want to send something to Leanne. Everyone knows that we've been doing. I have been working on three some 3D printing stuff, and I've been making shot trainers. Oh yeah, I
2: heard about you guys doing that sort of thing. I saw, saw all the Instagram stuff on right. You're getting yourself a little bit. Uh,
0: I have enterprise out there. Huh? I have a new roll of filament that's gonna make some stuff that's quite interesting, and it's I, fucking
3: clear. Yes,
0: it's it's transparent. <laughs> so I actually want to make something for your apprentice. I'm going to make her a shot trainer, since your team colors okay. are purple. But Leanne's shot trainer will be crystal. It will be a clear crystal shot trainer with acid purple strings. Mm. So (laughs) make sure you send me the info because I want to give that to Leanne from us for stepping up and becoming your apprentice. And uh, it'll just be a little thank you for her getting involved in archery this way.
2: Thank you very much. And when she gets, I'll be sure to post a picture of her with it and and doing her thing with it. And like I said, you guys, will exchange information so that can send some stuff your way as well. Absolutely. (laughs) You were that old girl, you know? Yes, sir. But, uh, of course, you know, we appreciate it greatly. You know, everything that you guys do out there, because you're just bringing more people into this, into our fascination and lifestyle, as we call it, because
0: it's not a sport. It's way more than a sport.
1: It's like a cult, but friendly. And we don't have Kool-Aid. cult.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's fine.
3: Yeah. It,
1: no cool aid The,
0: the, the cult of the arrow.
3: <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, the the cult of the started. paradox,
0: because <laughs> when you release the arrow, the arrow goes in the paradox. Oh, don't uh, go with that math shit
1: now. We're bad, trying to it. That, that you you and the math 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 science science whatever whatever. All
0: right, Angel, well, we will let you get <laughs> I'm to your. Scared uh,
2: at by somebody. Yeah. Like, why am I why am I not baking? But
0: uh, yeah, that's it. So <laughs> we'll do that. we'll let you get to your bacon and everybody have fun. This was a great conversation with Angel. Make and sure everyone you go... do
1: their own baking. Yeah, wink, wink. Oh Jesus!
0: <laughs> Make sure you go check out his <laughs> podcast. And once again, it is the High Power Archery Podcast. You could find it on pretty much everywhere i mean it's on podbean apple spotify everywhere
1: fuck you apple oh
0: god (laughs) so everybody like always get out there have fun go shoot and we'll talk to y'all later